Online Podcast 430. Hello, ladies and gentle whores. This is what I do actually when I'm not. <laughs> If I don't do a a, a hangout on on air, uh, you wouldn't know that I'm doing this. <laughs> this is what I do when I play my theme song. Anyway, welcome back to Online Podcast. I am continuing our food talk with my uh, foodie pal. Uh, Pinoy boy from so Oh My Pal. See, I have an issue with the word foodie. No, you don't have to. Just embrace it. Oh, see, no, foodie I to me my... means appreciates food. Yeah, and I, I kind of don't like it. I this is why I call myself a chow hound. Like we are looking for uh, foods that aren't necessarily familiar to us, but foodies seem to be like nerds who are kind of stuck no, in I, trends. I think those. Well, to me, actually, it could be, but to me, foodie means people who appreciates food. I think those people who wants to kind of be like, "Ooh, I'm a foodie," made the word bad by saying that I'm foodie, and you know, they they go hunt for trendy food or they they blog about food. They don't necessarily they blog about popular food, popular restaurants. I I I think I embrace foodie as being someone who appreciates food, no matter the. The complexity or the sophistication of of how complex it is, or how fancy, or how expensive, or how inexpensive, or how I don't care. The scale. I think is you're huge. a foodist. A like foodist. A, yeah. Okay. Because when when the person who uh, started the the website Chowhound before what it is today, before it got sold to CNET, he was he was saying that there is a different difference between what a, a Chowhound is versus what a foodie oh. is. And so that's when I kind of self-identified as a chow hound. Okay, so we have one listener. <laughs> uh oh, I kind of think I know who it is. It's probably <laughs> Uncle Botta. Um, so welcome whoever this listener. So let's continue the conversation from last week. We talked. What? Where was I when I stopped the the thing? Uh, Shit, I don't remember. I can't play back because I'm using the same recorder. <laughs> so we were oh, done. Oh no no about... no! We were. Let's talk about things that we sp- we spoke off air. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we talk. You, you explain to people. We talk about. Well, you mentioned. Why don't we do this as a show? And, oh right. We yeah, and why? Painting with a wide white brush. That there are some people that just have these preconceived notions of what they don't like. Hmm. And so, I guess those folks are just one person away from actually experiencing what the good things are about the things that they are scared of. Yeah, the close, the close-mindedness. But what I was referring to, though, Pinoy Boy, is you mentioned why don't we have a show like this? Uh, and it's kind of cathartic because yeah, I don't have a community of of people that are as food nerdy as I am. Uh huh. Or I guess like. Because I've been called out as a, as a food bully, a food snob. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I call myself a food nerd, just because I, I like eating. Uh, I do too. <laughs> too. And I kind of like the story behind uh, what we eat and why we eat it. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Oh my gosh! Thank goodness you don't live close to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be cooking up a storm because that's oh I think that was my that's my philosophy that I adopted uh, earlier last year. Is like 
if I can't make it, I'm not going to eat it. Oh. Right? Or if I can't make it, I'm going to have the best person who can represent that mm. uh, make it for me. Mm. Oh, so you know what, though? Pinoy boy, if you ever come visit, we should take an afternoon and make curry puffs that my mom made for me. I saw! And, and you know what? Uh, d- she makes two doughs, right? She makes an oil dough and yes. a non-oil dough. Okay. Yes. I love that it's spirally. And, yeah. And, okay, so this last time, I finally convinced... Well, not that I needed to convince her. It's just that, you know, mom, sometimes she... I said, you know, teach me. And she just ended up like, no, no, you, you just do it this way. And she just like, take over. And then I never really get to teach me. Or I never really get to experience the whole learning process. So I said, mom, don't touch anything. Just say it. Like, you're doing this wrong. Just so I asked her to stay away and her hands are clean. Even then, she wants to like, do this in her hands. She's going to tiger mom yeah. you every and, time. And so, so I said, don't do anything. Just let me do from the beginning to the end. And and she did. She let me. So I start making the dough from scratch, and uh, I get to experience the whole thing. Because there's something about, and you know this, working with dough, you cannot teach somebody how to work with dough unless they've touched it. Because a lot of times, how when it's ready, it's by feel. You cannot really describe it. At least to me, yeah. you know, you can't really say until it becomes this way. You just kind of have to feel it. Oh yeah, okay, it's now damp enough, it's wet enough, or it's too wet. You you kind of have to have that experience. So right, and if you look at my Flickr feed, uh, for the last three years, I've been learning how. Well, I've been mastering bread because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, uh, I just didn't know how it worked. Right, and yeah. so, um. I, I decided to tackle that uh, the the hardest method possible first yeah. uh, this time around. Uh-huh. Where starting with sourdough, right? So I made my own sourdough. How sponge. do you make your sourdough? Um, how did I make? Yeah, the how mother? do you start? Yeah, I... yeah. Okay, so uh, you let uh, you let grapes uh, ferment in a slurry of flour and water, and let. You know the white part off of grapes? Yes. That's the like mold. This. Oh, yes, okay. yes. It's supposed so, to be good for you too. Yeah, so you let that kind of ferment and build up, and then you keep feeding it flour and water every day. So after a week of that, you, you get like this it's kind of gloppy, gross starter. And, and I've been working off of that the ever same, since. The same from that same source. So you, so you kind of you use, what, half of it? Or what, you use a little bit of it? and then You just keep feeding it. If you want more, just feed it a little bit more, and you like get more Like more water, starter. more flour? I mean, I, you know, I've I've heard of that. I've I've never. I really am intrigued with bread making. That's why I'm glad you're not here because I'll probably eat. You probably give me a loaf. And you know what? I am glad to do that because you know what? The secret is I hate bread. You just I love the making, bread right? With a passion. Oh my god, I love making it. I love the learning process. I it's like okay. Do I you like the bread. smell when it's rising? Like that that. The, the I call it the yeast fart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love I that smell. It's a sweet smell. With it a smells tang. great. Uh, it's it, I mean it's fun to look at. It's fun to play with. It's it's fun to uh, create new shapes. But you know what? I don't eat it. But I agree. I, I agree. I enjoy the process. I probably enjoy the process equally as I probably a little bit more than eating bread. My the yeah. whole reason I eat bread is because I get to spread a lot of butter on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a butter delivery system. Exactly. But it it's it became 
a, 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 I guess an obsession of mine because I didn't want my man to keep buying these artisan loaves at four or five dollars a loaf, uh, and I could make them for eighty cents. Yeah. Right, and and I don't have to necessarily buy yeast every time. I it's just this little jar that lives in my refrigerator, and that keeps regenerating loaves and loaves. Do you um, do you f- have to? Do like you know like the crust? I like that really rustic artisan crusty crust. Is that tough to achieve in a home kitchen? No, it's very easy. Actually, the the secret to that is the moisture, moisture. inside your oven. Yeah, and but a tell high us. hydration. I think I, I think I know. I well, I've seen shows, and you and the more go ahead explain. Uh, okay, so that that crust is developed by the heat of the oven as well as uh, the gluten that you've worked. Up, okay. All right. And when right before you let it prove for the last time, you build up this this tight skin around the dough. So uh-huh. you keep working it and you keep tucking itself underneath. You keep tucking it into itself. Yeah. So you get this smooth, tight skin. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you put it in a proving basket. And when you when you uh, plop it out, that's when you kind of hydrate your oven i throw in a cup of of ice cubes and water into my oven oh, right into like cre- on the on the base of the oven okay yeah there's a there's a roasting pan in the bottom of my oven and that creates steam oh. and like so the first 10 minutes is is when the crust form kind of forms. like the cur- like a curd on the outside like a, mm-hmm. uh, yes i love those i i like crusty bread mm. so i moved on so, since that was my trial by fire like learning to get to know sourdough uh-huh so, uh, that's when i decided okay i've i think i've mastered this let me go on to the easy uh bread made with yeast uh-huh. because if i've been patient enough to learn how to use sourdough because it's a long process it's not as instant or um it's not necessarily instant but it's it's not as quick as yeast risen bread yeah yeah because you have to let it rise for a long time yeah, because uh, sourdough starter is kind of a long process. Mm. So you can't like, I'm going to go whip up a loaf of bread. Yeah, you, you have to kind of, and if you want a good flavored loaf, you kind of have to plan a few days in advance. Mm. And and you could do that with yeast risen bread too, but I would suggest that you let it do a bulk ferment in the refrigerator for at least a day. Oh. So but if you want like dinner rolls, you can do that within a couple hours. Mm. Let's hop back into it. More something more Asian, uh, <laughs> curry puffs. So, mm, curry puffs. So we'll make that when you're here. Uh, now, have you had them with goat? Goat curry puff? Yeah, I don't think so because my parents, my mom, never use goat, but she would use chicken sometimes and use yeah sometimes chicken. But I have had those from Indian, like you know, from food stalls. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's delicious. So my, you know, I go to my Maharaji food, uh, <laughs> Taj Mahal here, uh, my which my husband absolutely love, and that's our default place. You know, like don't know what to go eat. Let's go to Taj Mahal. Let's go have Maharaji. Yeah, <laughs> and so I would go and I would eat uh, there. They have this goat curry. They they used to not have it all the time, and suddenly they have, and so it would have the bones and. I don't know what the marrow or whatever. It's like the bones and the 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 fatty part of of the bone, the shank, uh, yeah. And uh, and then and sometimes cracked, a little right. It's got like the sharp. Point yeah, yeah, you didn't yes, really cut yes. it properly. Yes, yeah. 
Yes, and and you have to be careful because sometimes they'll poke your mouth. Yeah, and uh, and in small pieces, and then oh, this that is the best. Like it's it's almost like if it reminds me of eating um, uh, bone marrow, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's the delicious. You get, you get cartilage and bone marrow from those shanks. So good. So good, and I would... that's another secret is that there's there are a lot of people that will not eat goat, but they don't realize that it's a better lamb. If you if you like lamb, you will love goat. I think what, what is there a flavor difference? Is it like a milder uh, goat lamb? Uh, goat I thought... will always be milder than lamb because lamb. Oh uh, yeah, because it's more game. It... It's gamier than yeah. Than goat, if right? you let, if you let older, there are older lamb out there that that kind of tastes gross, but goat will always taste delicious. Yeah, I do like I do like goat. I don't cook with. I don't cook. I don't use goat that often, uh, because it seems to be harder to get for us in our market growing up. Ah, yeah. see here in Detroit, there's a lot of halal butchers, and there are a lot of uh, folks that will eat. There are a lot of cultures here that will eat goat. Like Indian I mean, and Jamaicans here. I know a lot of our our uh, Middle Eastern grocery stores would carry would they would tell you when they will have a batch in and you order and then they would come and you know then you come pick it up. And That's here's the thing. Okay, do. I'm gonna a tiger mom point. Yes. Uh, I do not buy halal meat because it's twice the price. Ah. <laughs> Just because you're praying over this freaking yes. goat means that you have to charge <laughs> twice the price. Jesus. Ah, this is why I go, this is why they, I go to the the lovely I think they're Italian uh, butcher that's next door to the halal butcher oh, half the price not necessarily there all year round but cheaper <laughs> I see I see do you buy the goat whole I do well because I've seen it, pictures <laughs> yeah if you go to my Flickr feed uh, flickr.com slash Pinoy boy um, you buy you can if you're feeling rich because the halal halal meat is super expensive you could pay upwards around $300 for a whole baby goat oh my god whereas it's like it's about mm, 100 120 for wow, n- that for much. secular goat yeah uh. secular goat is the way to go Mm. So, what do you do with your goat after you bought? Uh, well, let me see. Is it Thanksgiving yet? It's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's past Thanksgiving. So, uh, so what do you do? You oh, I was meant to talk about Thanksgiving. What what do what you do? You, do you? <laughs> we can do it. We can do another show, and we can do it about Thanksgiving. So, uh, but Thanksgiving you shows it. already. You already heard that episode. <laughs> No, it was last week. I numbered it. <laughs> yes, I can't yes, change yes. it. Fuck. Anyway, so uh, never mind. But we can still talk about Thanksgiving. It's close enough. Mm-hmm. Do you cook Asian food for Thanksgiving? Or do you cook just like traditional American Thanksgiving food? <sighs> or okay, both? so um, my family does the American Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, did you see my ball sack? Yeah, yeah I saw your ball sack. <laughs> your orange ball sack. Your blue ball sack. Mm. Full of orange balls. I actually have two. (laughs) (laughs) I have two ball sacks. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, because you want to keep them dry. Yeah. Make sure your ball sack's dry. One, one, I shove it between, (laughs) in like, in between my windscreen and my mic. And then the other one is just in the bag. And I cover it with an (laughs) Apple uh, backpack style 
Oh, bag, yeah. Plastic Retail bag. bag. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's very durable. This is like, this many years already. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, my mom, okay, so when she emigrated over, she didn't have the concept of Thanksgiving. So, our Thanksgiving is colored, my oh God, did I just say colored, is, um, I guess, informed by her coworkers. So, mm. uh, she works as a as a nurse downtown and there's a lot of african-american co-workers and so <laughs> our our thanksgiving is essentially an african-american thanksgiving oh. where our oh god it's so delicious we have greens we have uh black-eyed peas and i i'm not trying to be <laughs> racist here but um it's not like the waspy kind of yeah uh, here's here's a woman with a bun in her hair serving up a turkey while the father carves it. No, they're casserole-style dishes where um, you'd have greens that are are stewed, um, black-eyed peas with onion, um, a lovely cornbread, as well as cornbread dressing. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, turkey? Yeah, well, we do have turkey. Yeah. Do you... And so, so your family celebrate Thanksgiving with the more... Well, as a tradition, it would be how your mom learned about Thanksgiving. Yes, and, and you becomes... know what? We kind of double dipped because we lived in Canada for quite a while, so we had uh... Columbus Day, Canadian Thanksgiving, as well as American Thanksgiving. Can you explain that? Can you explain oh, okay. the? Yeah, it's celebrated on a different day. <laughs> yeah, it's Columbus Day in Canada, so that's Canadian Thanksgiving. So it's it's in October. But do you th- do do they serve? The same food? Same thing. Same thing. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder how. Do you know the history? Of why they chose Columbus Day? I have no clue. I'm a bad Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just because it's a holiday or something. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the same idea, like same kind of food, like turkey and and the the native, uh, uh, like North American kind of food, like cranberries and things. Well, we never really ate the cranberry. It was more like a novelty when my mom bought it for a couple of years. Like, nobody's really eating this. Why are we wasting our money on yeah. it? So I, I do Thanksgiving traditionally. My, like how I learn Thanksgiving, it is through Bruce that I learned Thanksgiving. It's a very sweet story. I always tell Well, wait, wait, wait. What, what? Was it one of your first meals Thanksgiving here? Yes, it was at a hard, I think a hard rock cafe or Planet Hollywood. <laughs> that is correct. I think I have meatloaf, something really big, and I was so happy because I looked down at my plate and there's still half of it, and like still big, and I'm already <laughs> full. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I'm in America, <laughs> because I used to have to order two dishes every single, like everything I wanted, I would order two portions, two servings in Malaysia. So when I came here. I order one, I finish eating, I'm full, and I look down, there's still half a plate. I was so happy. <laughs> but yes, I arrived here on Thanksgiving Day uh, in 2000. You remember that? Oh my gosh, your memory. Two- well, I remember that, uh, I believe you told that, you retold that story in the context of your shoulder hurting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're scaring me even more. Yes, last night my shoulder hurt. Because I went to uh, a Vietnamese restaurant and I ate the whole big thing of the pho. And, yeah. uh, and then we even ordered, like, I went with a Vietnamese friend of mine who so we were like, wah, 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 eating a lot. Anyway, where was I going with this? 
What was uh, I your Thanksgiving. About? My Thanksgiving, yes. So I learned from... Oh, let me tell the sweet story first. I've told the stories many times, but Bruce's grandmother is very sweet. She, the first time I celebrated Thanksgiving with them, was that... So I, I met... Oh, yeah. So this is only a few months because Thanksgiving is in November. I met Bruce for the first time in May. So I think that's... No. Did we go... Did I go that quick to their house for... Maybe not. Maybe it's the following Thanksgiving. I don't remember. First time with his family. So grandma came up to me and said, John, this is a turkey. It's a really large bird. <laughs> oh, and she, was trying, she was so sweet. She was trying to introduce me to Thanksgiving, right? And she said, oh, this is tur- or turkey. And then Bruce is like, grandma, John knows what the turkey is. <laughs> That's great. So oh, sweet. Bruce, so every sweet. year when we when we celebrate Thanksgiving, that story would come up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, hey, you know what? I know, I learned about Turkey through hotels in Malaysia, usually kind of westernized, you know, like Western hotels. So they would have Turkey, they would serve Turkey um, in like, you know, Christmas buffet or something, right? And it has a really, really bad name because it is usually very tough. And it is supposed to us growing up at that time, it's like it's supposed to be like that. It's turkey, it's just dry and, and tough and fibrous and, and yucky. So I always thought that that's the case until I came here. Until I... you came here with a genetically modified gigantic boob. <laughs> Um, water processed, uh, broth processed uh, packaged turkeys. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, well, that too. But even that, after you like the the processed turkey, people, if you, a lot of people still don't know how to make turkey. People fuck it up. People just say it. People fuck up turkey. <laughs> and so my mother included. <laughs> <laughs> I so I and then. So I kind of accepted the fact that Turkey is supposed to be like that until I started watching cooking shows and I was introduced to the idea of brining and uh, and ways of cooking turkey that is not just in the oven for hours and hours and hours. That's kind of how I, I learned. You, you're just supposed to be basting it and you cook for five hours, a long time until it cooks down and supposedly make it... Um, tender but they are not they're just dry right especially the breast meat but i always like dark meat anyway black meat give me black meat (laughs) (laughs) i knew it i knew you would say that oh i do like black meat but oh god black meat's the best um but not exclusively i like the i like the the chicken butt and the turkey butt well, that's fat. That's not necessarily black meat or white meat. It's white meat. No, it's yellow meat. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fatty. Oh, I love... Why do I love... We'll talk about fatty food, too. Um, so, my turkey. Okay, let me quickly finish this story because it's not very exciting. But I, then I learned about you know, how to make turkey uh, you know, through America's Test Kitchen and, and, and Alton Brown 
like more of a a non traditional way of cooking. It's just kind of like a a newer newer way of cook or the proper way of cooking. And also don't cook it until the turkey. Uh, what is it? That little indicator the, pop up the, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah that's too dumb. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah, that's bullshit exactly. So anyway, so I learned how to make turkey and I make delicious turkeys, and it's been several years now. Even though my mother-in-law loved it, and uh, uh, Bruce absolutely, and Bruce loves turkey. So uh, we this year we made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna make yet, but I made it already. Uh, a turkey, and we finish it all. No I'm kidding. Anyway, so this is pre-recorded before Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, let's talk about fatty food. <laughs> okay. What kind of food that's fatty? Any any ethnic food? Just yeah. What fatty food that you like? Belly pork. I love We've it. We touched upon it. It's belly pork. I love it too. How how is it prepared? Now there's something that's pervasive that that. Uh, was given to us from China, right? It's the uh -huh. crispy roasted pork. Yes. Right? Virtually every Southeast Asian country has adopted this beautiful kind of golden, uh, nubbly, bubbly, yes. crispy skin and fat layer and then Ugh. pork. Ugh. Like this this juicy pork. We call it three-layer meat. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, samsan ba. I mean, three-layer meat. So the skin, the fat, and the meat. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just beautiful. Yeah, isn't it? I and it doesn't necessarily have to have the light, crispy kind of bubbly right, exactly. outside. It could be the chewy. I, yeah, I love the dark, flat, mahogany skin. Oh, where, oh. It, where yes. it cracks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's like a, like a, when you, like a, a roast uh, piglet. Yes, yes. It's the younger. Yeah. Anyway, so so okay, so you like it that way. I I okay. So one of my favorite uh, fatty food. Well, it's cooked this way. I have a lot of fatty food that I like. I like the what is it called? The, you might have had this. It's a, a about a thick cut, about a maybe about a half an inch to maybe three quarters of an inch thick of the pork belly, mm -hmm. sandwich with yam. Not Ooh. not sweet potato, but yam, okay. and it is in this paste that's made out of, um, you know those fermented tofu that's in a bottle, like a jar. Ah, the jarred one. tofu. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, that so that one's actually kind of pungent too and salty. That mixed in with um, five spice, soy sauce, sugar, um, sometimes even a little c cooking wine. Okay. And you kind of mix it up in this kind of gloppy paste. And then you marinate the pork, like you really tuck those uh, the marinade in and on the outside, so it's kind of black, the dark soy sauce, and you mar marinate it overnight, and then you steam the whole thing. Okay. And huh, it so, is so so good. the uh, the skin is still thick and yet soft. soft. It is soft. It it is <laughs> it is not the chewy kind. It's actually beyond the chewiness, and therefore it's kind of like a you know when you cook it's like down, a baby's but... butt. It's like you oh, kind of just want to yes. bite it. Oh. <laughs> oh, it actually it depends on how you cook it. Some people cook. I like it a little bit more 
uh, uh, like past that stage of the the, the bite, it's be, it becomes really just soft. It becomes yeah. almost like a part yeah. of the fat. It's just right. kind of hold the fat together. But the fat does not get melted away. It is still right. intact. It's like slow steaming, and so it, it cooked down long hours, and therefore it is to die for. It's like a like a really nice tender brisket. So well, good. It's more satisfying than a brisket because it's less meat and more oh, fat. Correct. <laughs> and and it also when you eat it, you eat it with the yam, and the fat and the yam together. It's a perfect match because you have kind of like it's kind of like potato, right? A mm-hmm. little bit like potato, and then you you have the fat together with it. Or even if you eat just the yam, you have the flavor of the pork fat in mm-hmm. it because it's sandwiched between those. It is one of the nicest thing. Have you ha- have you had such thing? It's called kaoyuk in Cantonese, but it's a Cantonese dish, or in that area. So it's it's kind of uh, so yeah. It's it's kind of we, around that area. Yeah. I have not had something that is exactly like that. Uh-huh. But we have a, an, an we have analogous dishes like that where we use um, ham hocks uh-huh. or, or like uh, pig trotters. Yeah, and and we don't necessarily. Um, slow cook it for a very long. Well, I guess it's stewed. Yeah. And with with cabbage, cabbage, um, oh, taro root, and green oh. beans. Is that a Filipino dish? Yes. Oh yes. my gosh, I think I love it. Yeah. So it's, it's you know what it's, it's, it sounds like. It sounds like soul food. Yeah. So it, it's less about the starch. In, it's not. We're not really honing in on the starchy component to it. It's the. Um, vegetal watery quality of the cabbage that soaked up all the the pork juices and so you enjoy the soft fat as well as uh, uh soft cabbage we actually have a variation of that too uh and we usually use like uh uh we call it, what is it? salted vegetables which is pickled vegetables essentially right and and we cooked in it uh a whole duck and sometimes like pig's feet, like you know the whole mm-hmm. thing in mm-hmm. there, and it will cook down, cook down, and cook down. That it's so tender, so the whole thing is kind of like the tendons and everything are all cooked down. So it's just like the whole lump of fat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the bones are soft. That's what's yeah, yeah, there. yes. You can you can actually bite into it. Like, it's like oh it. oh wait, <laughs> I'm not supposed to eat this. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So fatty food. Love that. I love. Skin, chicken skin, duck skin, soft or crispy. I like them both. Do you like yes. soft also? Yes, because uh, just like your um, chicken rice, there, yes, there is a yes. certain softness to chicken rice. Yes, that, that, that high, is still Chinese rice. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's still crunchy. That like yeah. that method is it's well depending on what chicken you use. If you use like the American processed chicken, then you don't have that. The bite, which is kind of hard to get here. I know my mom said that you, you, you it essentially, essentially is like um, free range uh, chicken. Like what? Are there caged chickens in Asia? <laughs> That's right. They're running around all the time. So I know actually we we do no we do have to go find those specifically <laughs> because you know I live in a well. Not so much a city, because I, you know, in our neighborhood, we can actually go see pigs and and all that. But uh, you have to find a specific kind. It costs more because okay. it, it takes more to raise that kind of chicken, and so and the, there's no hormone or any whatever injection or eye drops that they get 
You know, like they 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 yeah. give the eye drops thing, and so um, so I like chicken skin. I love 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 chicken butts. Yeah, because that's just a, a just fatty deposit fat. where all the feathers are connected to. <laughs> so love it. I I can eat that. I can eat those for. I can eat. I can eat chicken butts every meal. I would use. I like no, to eat. We, that's yeah. what we need to do in Japan in in yakitori places where they have fucked up uh, <clears throat> cuts of of chicken. So it's specifically okay. We will organize these chicken pieces by location, right? Yeah. So we cut up the thigh. We only serve the thigh on a stick. We cut up the keel bone. Like yes. like the gross keel bone. Yeah. We put that on a stick. We have a whole vat of chicken butts. We put chicken butts on a stick. Yes. So so if you are if you have a fetish towards a specific oh. part of chicken, you can get you it on heaven. a stick. Heaven on a stick. <laughs> and that's that's what we do too. And okay, let me see. We get that at food stalls in the Philippines as well. How how is it prepared? I kind of want to know. Like in the Philippines. Uh. Like the yakitori one in Japan, it would be it would be kind of like grilled and and dipped in the mopped of all right. this delicious sauce. Right. And and for us, it's it's mostly it's like um, here's a fucked up thing that that I was looking at because we don't necessarily live in the city, but we have we're city adjacent, and so whenever we go into town, we see like these convoluted roasters that are geared by bike chains. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's someone's constantly cranking it, and these chickens are spinning. Yes, and the... <laughs> I have seen those. We actually over, had those. Yeah, yeah, over open charcoal. Yes, and, yes, and they're sometimes like they're sprayed with vinegar and soy sauce. Ah, but is, those are delicious. I love those. Yes, yes and, and they and... have wings too. Sometimes wings, a whole skewer of wings, and a whole skewer of chicken. Right, and, and the the and fascinating thigh. thing was that they've got helmet. They call it helmet, and that's just chicken heads. <laughs> oh, like helmet, helmet, and um, Adidas, <laughs> which are chicken feet. Oh my gosh, that is so cute! Yeah, that is right, so yeah. cute, helmet and Adidas. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, ducks feet too. It's good. Duck feet are really super crunchy. I've only had them here. I I guess oh. I want different ways of enjoying. Oh, duck you will probably like this, long stewed duck feet. Um, my so it is dark soy sauce and also kind of like five spice and it's something that we get uh, fairly common. In fact, that might be this might be the only way that the most common way of of getting duck feet is cooked this way, and it's stewed. It's cooked for a long, long time. So it um so you would kind of like chicken feet at dim sum. You would suck it in a red braise. Okay. Right, but but this one is dark soy sauce. This one is dark. Okay, and uh, and you would suck it, and and the so everything would just fall apart, and you just spit out the bones essentially. Yeah, so delicious. I've only had them like uh, not long cooked, so they were slightly crunchy. I I don't enjoy that as as much as uh, it's actually kind of it's more like I said like earlier, it's more cumbersome to me. To eat that because I like to be able to just suck it and all the bones come out and then spit it out and then enjoy the 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 tender it because it does taste like skin and fat when it's cooked down. Yeah, yeah, and it's not fried before it's slow cooked. Therefore, you don't have that in dim sum. Sometimes you it's deep fried and then slow cook or slow steam steam for a long time, and so you have that 
curd on the on the outside of yeah, the chicken right. feet. This right. one is just it's just soft. There's no curd on the outside because it's not deep fried prior to cooking. I love it. Okay, I love it. Now I also like these analogs to fat, not necessarily straight up animal fat. I do enjoy mm-hmm. eggplant that's been cooked for a very long time, so it mimics the texture of fat. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Like long Asian eggplant, if you if you boil it or if you stew it uh, long enough, it becomes super soft and it's kind of like a fake out. It's like, oh, this is lovely and fatty. Yes, it has especially eggplant because it's it has that sliminess slightly, mm-hmm. you know, in the eggplant that it really does mimic that. That's right. And uh, in fact, one of the ways that we like to, uh, I think when like when you you know the Asian long uh, eggplants mm-hmm. and you throw it on the coal. And then mm-hmm. and it will char it on the outside and it will cook and then you split it open and you put soy sauce or we'll put soy sauce or some chili soy sauce over it and then you scoop it out and eat it. Oh my gosh, that's so good. See, okay, so okay, so that's your method and, and what we do and what I do actually in our backyard whenever in the summertime, uh-huh. we will char it like that. But then it becomes a salad. Right. It, while oh. you still have the, the stem on it, you, you just slice it lengthwise so they become like this long tentacle and you eat it like a salad. You top it with a uh, white onion with like strong white onion. Right. Not like raw namby pamby. Yeah. Raw white onion and tomato and fish sauce. Oh, yeah. yeah that, I, I can totally see that, too. We, we, we put soy sauce and uh, Thai bird chili mm-hmm. and garlic. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a little bit of uh, of uh, like the sweet vinegar, uh, so a little okay. bit of tartness, and then and then you pour that on top, and then you you pour that over. You cut it in half, break open, and it's kind of mm-hmm. mushy. So you would pour the okay, sauce so over. Okay, so your skin is still intact. Yeah, okay. skin is still intact, and then you you pour it on top of it, and then you scoop, like stir it and scoop okay. it up and eat it. Okay. <laughs> See, yours seems awfully earthy and awfully satisfying, whereas. The way that we eat it, it's 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 supposed to be cooling to the body and very refreshing, uh, like a salad. Which is why we we char it completely until the skin completely falls off, and you could just peel it and then you eat it mm, like a salad. Mm, mm, mm. Um, okay, so uh, what else that is kind of fatty feel? Do you like butter? I do, but I guess not that's as much something... as I. Well, it's something that I didn't grow up with. Oh. I mean, yes, we had it in the house and we had it on toast, and we, yeah. We, but I, I guess I'm not a, a butter obsessed like Pauline is, or me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like butter. I like butter when it is in the solid state. <laughs> I like. There's something satisfying about yes. biting into yes lightly cold toast. And it's like a centimeter. Well, well, it's like two millimeters of thick butter on it. Like half a centimeter. I can yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a whole centimeter is actually better. But <laughs> right, it's it's that that oh, thick, that, uh, fatty mouthfeel. That cre- the creaminess of that fatty mouthfeel. And you can exactly. see your teeth marks in it after you've taken the butter. Yes, yes, like dum 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 dum. Yes, and when you bite it, it coats your mouth. That mm-hmm. I love that feeling, and I know, <laughs> I know, a lot of people, I know, are grossed out by it. They're like, oh, oh. I use okay. I'm gonna confess. I can I can still do that. I don't do that very often, but I can eat butter by the stick like that. Not a whole <laughs> lot, 
But it is I delicious. I used to do that with cream cheese as a kid. Oh, cream, oh yeah, cream cheese is good too. <laughs> but but butter melts in your like you bite into it and you can have that while you are feeling. I'm salivating. <laughs> while you're feeling that 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 fat slushing in your mouth, it starts to melt. And it is awesome. It is so good. <laughs> it needs to be salted for me to eat. Just oh, by, by butter by itself. I, I guess uh, with, with my baking, I have been buying four pounds at a time unsalted. I only we only actually have unsalted butter at, at home, uh, but I, I I. But you have secret butter in the <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> but I when I. When I want to eat butter, I don't do that very often. I don't want to make it sound like I go out and eat butter by the stick that often. <laughs> it's in your office, right? It's in your office refrigerator. John's butter. <laughs> no, one time, this is my, my first job. You went to my office, right? That first job. And so, down, you know, you saw the space. There's kitchen upstairs yep. and the kitchen downstairs. So, I would sometimes. <laughs> work really late and I'll go downstairs and there's nothing to eat and I'll open up the tubs of the flavored cream cheese the fluffy cream cheese <laughs> for bagels okay. yeah I would just stick my finger <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes almost the whole jar whole tub oh jeez and and also I've eaten butter like that too <laughs> And that's fine. And even fake butter. In fact, I grew up. I did not grow up with butter because it is expensive in Malaysia. Right. So we. I grew up with margarine, and there is the poor people margarines, which the brand is Planta. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we eat. Is it, it corn based? Is it corn oil based? It is actually palm oil. Oh wow! Not very. Good. Was it slightly red? No, it's colored, uh, like it's kind of bright orange. You're right. So maybe right. it's like yellow and reddish. Gotcha. Yes. And and I like that too. And I've eaten by the spoonful of that too. And uh, uh, my mom used to make her curry puff with that instead of butter. Okay. But then, if you're fancy, you get Dorina. <laughs> This is a this is a Pedangokian uh, <laughs> subject, isn't it? We should. <laughs> Where do you land on the economic butter scale? <laughs> are you a planta person? Or are you a dorina? Actually, bread too. Are you a gardenia or are you a sunrise? <laughs> sunrise means what we eat. Sunrise is cheap. Do- uh, gardenia has to be like you're fancy, you're rich. Isn't that so sad that that? We're beholden to brands that that we can't make that kind of shit on our own. Well, bread you you can't make that shit on your own, because yeah. the govern our Asian governments control the price of wheat, so it just doesn't make sense for people to go home and buy a sack of wheat and make bread at, in their house. Well, that's true, but there's not there's not we don't have uh, a lot of Asians families don't have ovens. don't have ovens. Yeah, right. So, uh, so anyway, so so butter and planta and a dorina. So I go to my aunt's house and then I'll have dorina. It's delicious, but you have to use it. It's okay. So what it is is, it's just a ready to ready to spread kind of mm-hmm. uh, margarine. Margarine, 
And the ones that we have, no, it, it's like hard like a rock when it's the, the planta. It's just like, they, which is a good thing for me. You stick a fork in there, you 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 break it like a like a hunk of cheese, and then you eat the. Whole that must be satisfying when you see the layers when it when it ridges up like like dry earth. Oh my gosh! When oh my gosh! See... Yes, there's a commercial. Um, there's a, a butter commercial. That's a real butter too. That's a real butter commercial where I still remember until today. Uh, they show this, you know, those cheese curl, or not like cheese curl, like the the chocolate curl or butter curl. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, and it's when you when you scrape it on on like hard butter, and it will curl mm-hmm. up. Right. And they would show the commercial would be doing that, like up close, close up, and then it would roll, tumble down, tumble down. <laughs> I always dream of eating that, and. I... <laughs> But guess what? Oh, dream big, John. Dream big. I, I can eat curled butter. I know. And I actually got one time when I went to a uh, this fancy high tea in a hotel. They actually have curled. Like a dish of curled butter. Yes. And it well, no, it's like a whole tray of it. And then it's it's like it looks like clamshell because right. of that. The, so, oh, my gosh. And so there's a little bit of air in between so it's not so compact when it's still kind of chill but it melts quick so delicious just popping into your mouth <laughs> i don't need any kind of bread or pastry no give me these butter curls i think it's supposed for you i'm sure it is i think it's supposed for you to spread on toast or something once it hits because it's very thin it will melt right i just pop in my mouth it is so delicious what is with my fat obsession? I really like well, fatty food. That I mean, that uh, seems to be um, due to scarcity of uh, butter fat, right? America has bred its cows so that it it produces less fatty milk. Uh-huh. So it seems to be it, it has become like this obsession where okay, we've got real butter now. Let's go ape shit. And same with Asia. Butter is a scarce item, so yeah. we covet it because we can't get enough of it. Whereas in England, where they have Clotted different ratings cream. of cream, yeah. right, as well as butter, and they their their cows are perfectly fine. They're producing milk with a lot of fat in it, and, and it just doesn't seem to be like this naughty taboo of "ooh, I'm gonna eat butter." <laughs> but here, yeah, we we go crazy. I don't know if I actually, I don't know if well, I go crazy for different reasons. I think I just like that melting fat or partially melting fat feeling and the texture in my mouth yeah but if you grew up with it and you had it every day i don't think you'd obsess over it like you do now i was obsessed over it over fake butter but then now i it's not so much butter it's just fatty solid in my mouth Like not solid, solid. Like you know, soft like butter. Like what is it called? Right. Like a, it's in it's when it's in the solid form. I I like that, and then has a very melt low melting temperature, and mm-hmm. and it would melt in your body by your body temperature, like chocolate. You know, right. Mm, I like that feel that that creaminess. I don't know why. I also like mayonnaise. Do you like mayonnaise? Oh yes, yes. I have an obsession of over mayonnaise, and, and that's another thing. Like you cannot eat it unless if you make it. So. That's oh. one thing that I, I strive to make at home, mm. and and that's how that's you, how we eat it. So, oh wow, you're good. Uh, you, then you 
do what do you use? What's your so egg terrible is that it's so simple to make. It is very simple to make. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I think there's something there's something nice about that. It's just that you know, I I just uh, I never thought about making my own. Well, I did think about it. I just never. Maybe I just don't want to spend the time making it. Well, it's that's much the thing, easier if it has to be good enough for you to make it in order for you to enjoy it, right? That I don't want to just like, oh, I want mayonnaise, so I'm just gonna get a vat oh, no. of it at the grocery store. Well, no, you need a fresh egg. You need oil. <laughs> well, it's much easier when you wake up at two in the morning. <laughs> I can just imagine it now. Like you, you wake up, you bring out a stick blender, <laughs> an egg, and uh, oil, uh, <laughs> and then just eat it off of the the, the food processor. Well, it's that's faster. what's so satisfying about it is that you could eat it at uh, room temperature. It's not refrigerator temperature. Right, right, right. And, and you can flavor you can... a lot. The flavor blooms a lot more when it's room temperature. Right, and you could control the thickness. You don't necessarily have to have the gloppy. You can do the uh, spread or the, the jar. or the thick. I like the thicker because I like the solid fat. <laughs> you so, want to see it dollop <laughs> instead of having it in a, my mouth. A yes, <laughs> in my mouth. This is what I like. Uh, you know, I also I probably have. I like to binge. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I actually like to binge. I, in fact, I feel very guilty when I binge. But I have this bad habit of not being able to stop myself from eating even after I'm full, which is not a good thing for me. Uh, but <laughs> I also crave fatty food sometimes, especially in the evening. So at night, late at night, like 12, midnight, and or 1 a.m., and if I'm still awake, I just have this munchies, and I will go to the kitchen, and I will take something really bad out. And I'm going to talk about this. I, maybe, I don't know if I've actually shared this. Pepperoni slices. <laughs> oh, I think you have. Pepperoni <laughs> slices with peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, you've, you've shared this. <laughs> or pepperoni with mayonnaise. Okay. My gosh, that's so good. And, of course, I shared this uh, peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Did you my try? Have you tried that? that? No, my man is all about that. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's been doing that for So it's not something that just... No, it's not crazy, and sometimes it's peanut butter with a slice of American cheese. That I can totally see. That's good. How that's good. Uh, now, you don't microwave your little pepperoni so they're crispy. No, no, no. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> you need to have that fat. I need to have my solid fat that ha- leaves a film. Yeah. Of fat if you drink cold water. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's why that's why I tried like recently I haven't been for a, a, almost a month now. I've tried to go go back to the gym because we have free membership at work and so I I it's not the best gym but it's free. I tried to go exercise and I told Bruce this for my heart so that I can continue eating my fat. Not so much to lose weight so I can fit into my skinny jeans better, but well, that too, that would be good. But really, is I'm getting a little bit scared of dying of heart attack because of how fat. But sometimes I don't. I disagree that fatty food makes you makes your heart. It doesn't necessarily, which is why I follow up uh, porky dinners with fish, <laughs> or I eat a lot of olive oil, or or when I'm not binging, 
I can just have small amount of that and be satisfied and then move on. It's yeah. when I'm binging that's bad that I'll I'll eat you know peanut butter, a whole spoonful of peanut butter and a whole spoonful of mayo. <laughs> Well, it's once again like we've we spoken a couple episodes ago where you you feel your body craving certain lovely things versus fatty things. So when you have that craving for yeah. uh, winter melon soup and, and a clear broth, there are moments where okay, I need to have something crispy fried, and it has to be super greasy. Chickens. Let's go back to the chicken butt thing. So <laughs> <laughs> the skewers of of things. In Malaysia, and I told Bruce about this. And and Bruce, like frankly, when he was in Malaysia, he was adventurous. He was in Thailand. He ate fish. He ate things that he no- wouldn't normally eat, which is really good. And because he kind of like got into, if he would put himself into that adventurous mode, I think he would eat more uh, adventurous mm-hmm. food. So when we were in Malaysia, I said that you will love this place because uh, he likes to make chicken soup. Delicious chicken soup, but what he do is he'll usually peel, and we only use chicken thighs to make soup because I think the broth is black meat better. is the best, exactly. And uh, so we would peel the chicken skin off and then bake, not throw it away. Obviously, in my household we don't throw away chicken skins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would put it on top of a baking rack and then on top of a uh, a tray, a baking pan sheet. And then sheet pan, and then we will sprinkle a little bit of salt and pepper, and then put it in uh, the oven and bake it until it, the the fat sort of dripped off of the thing, and it's crispy, crunchy skin, mm-hmm. so good and healthy for you. <laughs> he gets the fat mostly dripped off, <laughs> and <clears throat> but I like it slightly underdone, so it's still chewy. So, <laughs> so can I give you a tip yes, for yes. crispy skin? Yes, uh, baking powder. Oh, baking powder. Yes, that's how they make a uh, chicken. Uh, the 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 pig, the the mm. the crispy, bubbly pig skin. Yep, it works just as well on chicken does as it, well as on turkey. Does it give you an off taste? The baking powder? No, because it's mostly salt. Oh. It, it's mostly a salt analog. So oh. just dust it on. Just uh, I it, will try that next it does, time. It, it desiccates the skin so that it becomes bubbly, cris- uh, crispier. Is this, yeah, okay. So it's kind of like pork rinds, kind of, yeah, delicious. Uh, so we do that. And so I, I told him, I said, when we go to Malaysia, you've got to try, go to this this food um, stall, this hawker stall. And they have a, it's like a truck. And behind the truck, it's a whole layer, like tiers of different fried food. It's fried uh, sausages and fried, uh, whatever like uh, they you know those artificial f- uh, crab meat, fried. Mm-hmm. Um, but my yeah, my favorite uh. is uh, the. Did you hear my blit? Yeah, <laughs> that was me farting. <laughs> uh, I, what was I going with? Oh, oh, my favorite was fried. Skin, <laughs> fried chicken skin, deep fried chicken skin. So it's yeah. chicken skin, kind of uh, dredged on in uh, like it's just like lightly dredged with with flour and then deep fried. Oh my god, it is so good! And you dip in this chili sauce that's sweet and uh, like a Thai chili sauce, sweet and and a little bit um, uh, uh, sour. Mm-hmm. Very delicious. 
they sell chicken necks that's deep fried. <gasps> My mom and I uh, fight over that during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, me too. Especially <laughs> if you co- – I usually use a chicken neck. Uh, to cook my broth for my yeah, and then I take it out oh. <laughs> and, I and then you snack suck on that. It. When it's cooked in soup, you can suck all the string of meat just comes off, and the so little it's just rings like the of scaffolding bone. of meat. Yeah, <laughs> yes. In fact, my, when we make soup, right, we use chicken neck for soup all the time because there's really not any other. The it's the best way to to get a lot of flavor out of that part. That part, and also sucking off the the neck, the meat. Yeah. So fried neck, fried chicken butts. That's my favorite. Uh, so it's it's deep fried. Same way how you would fry your skin and it's deep fried chicken butt. And we we ate a lot of that when we were in Malaysia. It was so good. I felt <laughs> like my I was sweating fat. At that time. Oil, yeah. Yeah, sweating, <laughs> sweating oil. So delicious. So yeah, that's my fat story. What else? What other fat things do you like? Mm. Do you like... Like fat, like fat, or not, like tendons sometimes taste like fat. Oh, God, which is kind of like the cartilage soup that I I talked about. It's, it's, that's what I love in pho. Yes. Right? Yes. I will get the entire combination of meat in pho just to get the tendon. Last night I had that. It is so good. Um, And And it's so guilt-free, right? It's kind of like eating fat but it's just tendon so it's it's less bad for you is it what's how i justify it what's tendon made out of protein Uh, just connective tissue so it's it's not necessarily fat it's not necessarily water yeah (laughs) but it's it's delicious and last night when i went to the the restaurant with my friend they they had the brisket was so it's slightly thicker than most rest, uh, rest Vietnamese restaurants, and it's not as dry. It's it's very juicy still. It's so good. And then they have like slabs of that that tendons that's just in there. I just pick it up and just eat it by itself. So tasty. <laughs> oh. Now, uh, speaking of fat analogs, do you, are you opposed to intestines? No, unless okay. unless it's not prepared properly and it stinks i love yeah well that's a given i love (laughs) i love the soy boiled intestines soy boiled intestines yeah so you get them at the the chinese oh yes like dark like dark like really dark right Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm or in chinese restaurants where you get them crispy fried so they're like a flat kind of crispy noodle yeah yes oh god that's uh, another thing that I eat in secret in my car on the way home. <laughs> you should that should be a show. <laughs> oh god, it's like shame eating. Yeah, yes, that's yes. great. So, uh yeah, hun, I'll pick up half a duck and then I'll get a little container of intestines and I will eat that while I'm driving. Stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> oh. At least you burn more calories. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm in traffic. Uh, um, <laughs> I do like intestines. I I like them several different ways. I like them soft, uh, sauté with the the pickled vegetables. That's very good. Um, I like that little cup of ginger, like minced ginger, that they they mix along with the soy sauce that was braised in, so it becomes its own dipping sauce with uh, spicy ginger. Mm, mm, mm. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Uh, because you know, I only had a few slices slices of cheese after I came home from work, which oh, I'm no. gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, so I parked. There's my my office is in the main building, and about a block away, a big block away is a cemetery, and next to the cemetery is my is it's my the other office, the studio where they have their their the photography studio and we shoot video there and all that. So I was working in both locations for this project. In fact, a lot of my projects that way. So I parked there because I have an early meeting there, and then immediately after that meeting, I took the shuttle. They have a shuttle and it operates from like eight o'clock until four forty-five. So I went to the main building and I forgot that my car. <laughs> Was on the other building, and I totally forgot. And so I went, and I was like, "I'm gonna work late because you know, seven o'clock. I'll record uh, my time. Seven o'clock, it's fine." So uh, I thought I'll work until like six fifteen, and six fifteen came along. I was like, "Where did I park? Why did I? Why don't I remember Where's where my I car? parked?" Because we have a huge parking garage, so I always have to see. Okay, I'm like a D, whatever, and so. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, where did I park today? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like at Union Hill. Oh, shoot, whoop, shit. I just, <laughs> <laughs> well, Union Hill is the building, so nobody probably knows. And uh, so luckily, I just, so I texted you. I said, oh crap, I'm going to have to walk there. So I said, I'm going to be late. And then my brother is still in the building. I worked, you know, we worked together. Okay. So I, I, uh, I called my brother and so my brother drove me there. That's why I was late. Oh, okay. <laughs> gosh. But anyway, today we had fried catfish at work. It was delicious <gasps> wait, with wait, cornmeal, with cornmeal uh, on the outside. Okay, so American style. Yes. So fillet. So not no sauce. not. What? So no sauce. No sauce. Hmm. Is that Asian style with sauce? No, I, I love when it's fried and then um, thrown into curry. So the oh. curry penetrates the the crispiness, and oh. so. The, the the outside is spicy uh-huh. and and not as like cut the the roof of your mouth yeah, sort yeah. of yeah, yeah yeah like it's a bit like yeah it's like slightly soft like dampened by the the sauce like Thai we have Thai dishes we have that oh my gosh yeah we you... need to get shooty in on this because yes my my method for that is using uh, is making my own um, curry paste and then blending an onion. Right, so the base of your sauce is a blended onion, as well as, and you thicken that with, you flavor that with curry paste. Oh yeah, that's that's what, um, that's very Southeast Asian, right? With 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 wet spice mixed yeah. in and the dry spice. That's what our my my chicken curry. I call it my chicken curry. It's something that I grew up eating, and my mom. I see my mom how she makes it, the the, the chicken curry, which is consists of a big thing or like a big bowl of shallots and maybe one uh, onion and garlic and then uh, we sometimes get the, the chili paste from the market which is a wet chili paste like this Indian lady would be there you pick 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 and she's like or like making it for you on this little oh she, um, she doesn't have a machine that she no, just pushes no she, she would roll it on this uh, granite is it granite? Mm-hmm. It's probably granite, I think. Uh, like a, a like a granite um, rolling pin. Right, like a mocajete. 
like a yeah. uh, Mexican mocajete. Yes, yes. So you should do that, and then she will do that for you, and then you prepare. But and I think later on it becomes just all machine process, and and she will pick like a spoonful of the chili and spoonful of the, the turmeric and all that, and then kind of mix it together for you. <clears throat> but that's how we get our, our wet spice because we don't have time to typically don't have time to make that unless it's the 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 thing that I said in the mortar pestle. You, mm-hmm. you really you you pound on on the chili, but uh, <clears throat> what were we talking about? You were talking about the chili paste with what? Um, oh, onion, onion. Yeah, so like fried catfish <clears throat> in an onion and uh, curry. Do you, paste. How do you, do you do you grind grind the the onion? Like yeah. into into like mush, you blend right? it into yeah, into yeah, okay. like a liquid. So so that's what my curry base now here because. Uh, Charlotte's expensive, and so what we'll do is I uh, we will just have onions, and then uh, we, my my mom would send over boxes of curry powder, the brand that she likes and the brand that I grew up with. What is it called? Adabi. Um, and so you would pour the curry powder. You actually reconstitute it with water, but this is my trick that I learned. Because our base for the curry, because to make it thick, is onion. So I would food process the onion, ginger, yep. garlic, and then I would put it over a strainer and then have the, the onion juice all dripped out. And then I would use that juice to reconstitute the curry powder. Oh, smart. So then, you know, it's all the flavor is still in there so you don't put excess water. And most of, and we save that water and that water goes right into the, the curry when we pour the the uh, coconut milk in there. Yeah, yeah. I would like to, yes, let's get Shuti on here too. Does he cook a lot? I'm sure he does. Because he co- and, I know and he the cooks. Only, and the only Thai perspective that I have is Thai restaurants as well as my Thai godmother. So... I I guess I don't have that much insight into Thai cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm interested to get get him on uh, the show and talk more about food. I really like this Asian food perspective. <laughs> I don't know about Asian, just food perspective. Our perspective yeah, of food. Yeah. So we need to get more people in from different cultures. Yeah. And then we just I need, we just add need add somebody an Asian spin to it. We just need somebody well, it's Asian because, you know, I'm Asian, you're Asian, and when I think about food, you know, food always link back to how you started eating, blah blah blah. And so it's always for me it's my roots Asian, so it's always always have to do with Asian food. Uh but I, I would like to see whoever's interested in food this much that we spent two hours talking about food and you know barely scraping the top of the uh, tip of the iceberg, really. Uh, I would like to talk about that. We haven't talked about baked goods and and all that. Oh my gosh, there's so much, and it's over. Which an is, hour now. I mean, I, and I like that because whenever I listen to a podcast or a public radio broadcast, it, it seems to be very colored by. Uh, traditional Western, like Italian perspective. So uh-huh. whenever they have call-in uh, questions, like, okay, she's giving a, a perspective or a hints about how to do it in Italian way. Yeah. Or, and, and it doesn't seem that we are represented enough. Yes, uh, I agree. Yeah. I uh, Sometimes Martha Stewart, like her old Martha Stewart living show, she would have, um, every now and then she would have, oh, what's her name? That chef, she's a chef in New York, and she's from Malaysia, actually, probably from Penang. She's kind of ugly. 
<laughs> oh man, I forgot her name. But anyway, yeah. But she she would cook like how we cook, and uh, so when I see her her meth, and she's a really she's a very well known French chef, she's like French trained chef, but、oh. she would throw in every now and then how it links back to her. Ways of cooking where her mom would cook and she would talk about that, which is kind of in- inter- interesting for me. Not all the time, but she would something simple. Her name I don't remember. She's just a little ugly, but she's like <laughs> bless her heart. Yes, well, <laughs> ugly in the sense that she's not beautiful. <laughs> oh wow! In a traditional Western. Okay, she's not a typical beauty. Gotcha. And she's well. She's not, well. Anyway, I don't want to beat on the dead horse. No, she's gorgeous.、Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so that's that. We didn't even get into our、um, uh, fish ways of cooking fish. I know. Let's let's quickly do a couple of dishes. Okay, you go. So,、uh, the way that I like to do fish,、um, well, it depends on the fish. So, a mild.、Uh, Fish I will do in a quick, uh, short broth like a, a an onion and garlic and ginger broth,、mm-hmm. right? And so it will just simmer there.、Um, fattier fishes or、um, mackerel type fishes, I like to cut、um, into segments as and put it in a pot. Well, actually, line line a stainless steel pot with foil because you you never want a fatty fish to burn in a pot. Let me tell you.、Uh. So you you line it with foil, throw in vinegar,、um, a clove of garlic and ginger. Throw your pieces of cut mackerel or like、uh, pike, Pacific pike. You know the、uh-huh. long fish、yeah. that looks like a sardine but has less bones. And, and you layer that in, and you let the the natural juices as well as just a little bit of vinegar that you put in steam the fish. Oh wow, that、yeah. sounds good. So it it comes out a little pickled. And and it cuts through the、yeah. fattiness and the fishiness. And I I learned to to cook that way because I don't want the house to stink like fish. <laughs> <laughs> Do you put it in a clay pot? Uh no, a stainless steel pot lined with foil. I don't have any clay pots because I'm just a doofus and I I would break that shit. <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard to keep, uh, uh, in a piece in one piece. Yeah.、Uh, the, sorry, I farted again. Uh, I. When you, the way you describe the fish sounds like we call it the cooked sake gambong, so it's like the cooked mackerel、uh, in the market. They would take, they would have if they、uh, in the fish. Well, the fish. Sorry, what the hell? <laughs>、um, the fishermen would actually, if they have a big thing of、um, of mackerel, they would actually put it in the basket. This is what I heard in the basket. And they would steam it like with hot water, and just on on top, put it on top of hot water, and then cover it up with this kind of bamboo basket,、mm-hmm. and then they would sprinkle seawater in it, and then、Ooh. and it would it would、uh, steam the thing with seawater, so it's salty,、mm-hmm. and it's cooked. So you buy it from the wet market, already cooked. Cooked. Oh, great! So delicious. You can just eat it, pick it off of the thing from the market, and sometimes <laughs> it's warm. It would, you know, it's just like just off of the boat, and it's warm. It's fresh.、Uh, as you know, mackerel has、uh, high fat, and so it's it's very f- fragrant or stinky. Right, you right, know, right. 
Oh, my God, that is so good. And sometimes you just eat that with, you know, like plain rice. And it's delicious. My mom loves to eat that. That used to be considered like a poor people's food, but it's delicious. Now, there are things that that you can only get, well, I can only get back in the Philippines where they would have um, partially dried or semi-sun-dried steaks of either shark or tuna or just a big gigantic yeah. school teacher sized fish and they would slice it in in steaks yes. and so they would slightly dry it and then you you deep fry it or you you pan fry it so it's like the, it's it's slightly dry slightly chewy but uh-huh. it's got this you fry this this um i guess like a, a millimeter of crust mm. and that is kind of like eating mm, tuna jerky on rice yes yes i totally know what you're talking about and you dip it in in vinegar great Ooh, yes i yeah i know i yes i know what you're talking about it's almost like a fish that that like when it's not cooked does it have to almost like a lacquer almost like a yes shiny yes. like okay yes mm, that's very good oh another thing that i like is fish soup i don't know what kind of fish it is because i'm not very good with that but this kind of fish that is very plump you know has a lot of flesh and my mom would cook it with pineapple chili mm. Dry chili, pineapple, uh, fresh pineapple, and uh, uh, pepper corn. Okay. And the soup base is actually... And then onions, big chunks of onions. But the base is uh, uh, tamarind juice. (gasps) Okay, so I was schooled by my mother because we uh, we love sinigang, which is a, a Filipino kind of sour stew. And it could be either pork or fish or chicken. Well, not necessarily chicken. Um, where it's it's, it's like a, a cabbage soup or with vegetables and, and I, I guess mostly green beans and uh, eggplant. But she told me lemon is for fish. Vinegar is for pork. Oh. So the sour base, you have to select the sour base based on the flesh that you're using. Ah. And we never use pineapple. Yeah, pineapple. Yeah, we use a lot of pineapple. That's odd. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And in fact, we use pineapple to stir-fry chicken gizzards. Okay. And with with, uh, this kind of glaze uh, gravy sauce also, it's kind of sweet and sour. It's very delicious. Okay. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh my god, I can't finish. Okay, one last thing from me. And you can have one last thing too. Fish stomach. Preserved fish, fish stomach. So salted. It's like, so stomach of the fish, uh, salted, preserved that way. And then you wash the salt away. And then you cook it in this, again, sour uh, soup base. This is very nyonya. Ikan... Uh, what's we call it? Perut ikan. Perut means stomach. So fish stomach. And it's cooked in this uh, vegetables, well, leaves really, not vegetables. In uh, What's it called? Fuck, I forgot what it's called. But it's just a, a lot of, it's leafy. So you chopped up. It's kind of like collard green, you know, when you chopped okay. up the collard green. So mm-hmm. like greens, uh, leaves, and uh, pineapple also in there. And uh, uh, the the fish stomach, so it's it, you can smell obviously because it's fatty fish, and it includes the, in, the like everything, the not mm. just 
the fatty, fleshy part, but like the intestines and everything. So it's very strong. You only use a little bit of that, but that is so good. Last time I went back to Malaysia and I had that, I almost died. I was like, I forgot how good that tasted. When you bite that stomach, it, it's smooth because it's fatty. Mm-hmm. I can't speak because I'm dripping with saliva. <laughs> <laughs> it's smooth. It has a little bit of a chew to it, and it has that fishy smell. Is it, it slightly bitter, or is that taken away bitter. because you're cooking it? No. S- okay. It's still slightly bitter. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and you, it mixes in with the sweetness and the, the the tartness of the soup. It is to die for. So good. Okay. I can just drink it like that, and it's kind of it's kind of thick. It's it's more heavy on vegetables, and you every now and then you you'll hit you with the fish stomach, and it's so delicious. <laughs> I love that we have a lot of of soothing based soups. That that that's why we're eating it, even though it's a, a tropical hot. Like, yeah, yeah, sticky, yeah. Like, why am I eating hot things? But it's soothing. Yeah. It soothes my soul. <laughs> now, for my last dish, it's not necessarily fish. I am going to throw you a curveball. Okay. This is not something that's done, and and really, if you're going to encounter a Filipino, they're probably not not going to know what this is because this seems to be something that only comes from my mom's region, and it's or my dad's region, where it's called um jumping salad. <laughs> so. Jumping salad. Jumping salad. So, you know those dried shrimp? You know the tiny... We discussed before the dried shrimp. Well, you collect them (laughs) while they're still alive, while they still have the long kind of tentacles. And you eat that as a salad. (gasps) Oh my gosh, like live? Yeah, so they're all moving. Oh my (laughs) gosh! So you sprinkle them with, with vinegar and lemon juice and you eat it like just like a crunchy moving ass salad. Oh my god, do you enjoy Actually, it? why am I doing it with a spoon? You eat it with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so you're feeling them move and you're and catching you, you crunch. Them. And it's really not like a flavor thing. It's more of a crunch. Yeah. Because it's probably when it's still young, it's probably still soft. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have the mm, crunch, but it's 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 it's, it's not, it's not about being soft. It's being less pointy. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. being Poke less you. sharp. Poke yeah. you. Yeah. Oh. Well, that so that sounds... was a fascinating. Like, okay, I guess I, this, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be eating this live bowl of brine Do... shrimp. So what is the base? So is it kind of like like a like a sauce, like a dipping sauce kind of? No, they they are just tossed with lemon juice. So. The whole thing is just like a lot of shrimp. Then it's yeah, almost like it's picking a bowl up rice, of moving it's... brine shrimp. Oh my god! I don't know if I'm gonna like it. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like typically like things that still move in my thing in my yeah in my bowl. But well, that's a good one to end with. <laughs> <laughs> From butter to jumping salad. <laughs> Very good. Well, I really appreciate your sharing your passion about food like me on online. Oh God! And, and really, we have just hit the tip of the iceberg. We should. We can. We can do that every now and then. You know. Yeah. Uh, and we can invite f- friends of ours who are as passionate about food. Actually, I would them. like to uh, take questions or have people that aren't as passionate about food. You on. think I have too many? Do you think I have listeners more than? <laughs> I probably have 12. <laughs> but still, I mean, there are, I mean, 
there are people that are curious that don't necessarily listen okay. to any kind of podcast. Yeah. If if what if they're interested in what question or what? Yeah. Just you know what? If you're a listener and you you happen to have questions. Oops. Video locked up. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, she's gone. Uh, so if you are a listener, I'm trying to interpret what he's trying to say. If you are a listener, and if you want, are you back? Oh, you're back. You're back. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you if you have friends that don't know what the fuck's going on, or if you have questions, or you don't know how to approach these people, how like if you don't know how to come out to your friends as like a weird food eater, <laughs> ask us. I don't know if I did. so you will be able to like like so that so that we'll tell them ways of coming out to that or what? Well, yeah, because that's the way I grew up. Because people thought I was a big old weirdo for eating all these weird or coming to yeah. school with like. Well, people oh. still think that I'm a weirdo too, but I I I just don't care anymore. So I don't really know if there's a method to do to be doing that. Uh, like I when I I know I oh, I'm running out of time. Uh, I would. Eat weird stuff. I'll take weird stuff to work, except for stinky stuff, because you know sometimes that could be offensive. Um, not like it could be embarrassing for me, because you eat stinky food. Well, even though I ate chicken rice the other day at work, and the chili was actually kind of pungent. Uh, but I am super embarrassed about eating cabbage or onions in the office because every you can hear people it's like, "What's that smell?" I know, I know, I know. Or uh, when uh, or steaming broccoli in the work uh, microwave oven, it just smells like fart. It's horrible. Delicious, but smells like fart. But anyway, yeah. Questions, or we'll just take any questions about food. Yeah, we'll research that shit. He'll research that shit. <laughs> okay, I will, because <laughs> I'm super curious about food. Yeah, okay. So uh, I think if you, if you like the segment, or not segment, if you like this uh, show, uh, let us know questions or the comments or whatever. You know, my, my listeners are very quiet. If I have any, <laughs> that's fine. But if you do want to do that, you can email me at online at gmail dot com, or you can tweet me. Follow me at uh, at John Ong on Twitter, and or you, tweet me at Pinoy Boy at Pinoy Boy for sure. And then we will uh, talk about that on the show next time. Hopefully, we'll be able to get Shuti on the show and have a little bit of a Thai twist to it. Thank you so much, uh, all of you, for listening. And also, thank you, Pinoy Boy, for coming onto the show and talk about food. Thank you. I enjoyed it thoroughly. You can contact me, like I said, online at gmail.com. You can go to onlinepodcast.com and leave comments there with your questions or things that you want to ask us about our crazy food that we eat, that we enjoy. Our chicken butt obsession. <laughs> chicken butt obsession, always. Maybe that's why I'm gay. I eat too much chicken butt. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, thank you, and uh, what else? Oh, call me, 920-iPhone-1-Never, nobody does, and text me too, whatever, you can do that. Anyway, don't forget to smile, bitches, and thank you again, Pinoy Boy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.